News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Messiah Show. Today, we are going to talk about the seemingly or let's say potentially coordinated delay that's going on in the legislature between Greg Abbott and Dade Phelan and why such a delay might be happening. Now, let me just be clear. It is undeniable that so far things are moving a little slower on one side of the chamber than the other. The Texas Senate has already appointed its committee. Dan Patrick is off to a rip-roaring start. He's also appointed a pretty darn conservative group of committees. The Health and Human Services Committee is more conservative than ever. The State Affairs Committee is incredibly conservative. They're the the Senate as a whole is very well poised to advance a conservative agenda if it wants to, and by all indicators, it wants to. On the other side, the Texas House just, I mean, literally after the Senate appointed its committees, the Texas House was accepting requests from members on what committees they wanted. So there's definitely not a rush by any means for the house to begin working. Uh, so that you understand, and then and then what we're also going to talk about is the fact that the governor's state of the state where he rolls out his emergency items and declares them uh, is also delayed. So let's talk about what that means. What does that mean legislatively? So first and foremost, when it comes to house committees, the longer you wait to appoint them, the longer it takes to organize, right? Like your first committee hearing that you have in the Texas House of Representatives is literally an organizing committee. Okay, so the first 30 days of the legislature is kind of set aside for filing bills, okay? And then the next 30 days is set aside for committees to take up and consider and hear and take action on those bills and then at the 60-day mark, the legislature can take up and consider on the House floor and debate any legislation. There is, however, an exception. In the first 60 days of the legislature, so let's say mid-January to mid-March, there are some bills that may be heard, and those bills are the governor's emergency items. These are things he designates as an emergency item. So if he says this issues an emergency item, then those can be taken up on the floor at any point, at any point. So as you can imagine, the sooner the governor designates something, an emergency item, the more advantage it has to be considered before the 60 day mark hits and any bill can be considered. The governor typically does rolls those emergency items out at the state of the state. He's not prohibited from doing it earlier, which is why I'm not going to just blame the legislature. This also falls on Abbott. And let's look at the timeline. In 2017, on January 31st, Greg Abbott rolled out his emergency items, okay? Designated certain policies emergency items. In 2019, it happened on February 5th in a joint session before the Senate 
and the House. In 2021, it was February 1st. Governor Greg Abbott unveils legislative priorities, including police funding, election integrity, expanding broadband, broadband access, and more. This is the headline on February 1st of 2021. Today, it's January 30th as I'm recording this, and there is not even on the calendar an address of the governor to a joint session as of today, as of the recording at 1230. So understand that every single day that passes is a day that one of the governor's emergency items could be taken up and considered. Now, here's the other thing. The House can't take up and consider them until the bill actually goes to a committee and the committees aren't assigned. Do you see how the delay game punts everything back, right? And then by the time the the speaker does get around to appointing committees, then it takes like a week and all the committees do is organize, okay? And, And they don't even have bills referred to them yet, so they can't actually have hearings where otherwise after the 30-day mark by mid-February, the committees could immediately begin to get to work hearing these different bills. So why is the governor delaying? Why is the governor not pushing? He could also designate something an emergency item right now. Well, the governor's emergency items are taken up and considered. You have to understand, it is very rare that the House, for example, would say, no, we're not going to even debate this bill that the governor is going to designate an emergency item. But the question is, when will they take it up and consider it and vote on it and debate it? At what point will it be taking the hours of debate on the House floor? And the answer that House leadership wants is after the 60-day mark. They like taking up and considering and debating these bills when they're taking up time that otherwise would be taken up debating other bills. See, the whole goal is to make it as hard as possible to accomplish as, to accomplish as much as possible. So if the governor designates... One of the things that grassroots conservatives are pushing for is that he would designate... In fact, there was a letter sent with well over a thousand grassroots conservatives. I mean, they were representing like 200 counties saying, hey, we have pornography in our community libraries and our school libraries. We need you to designate this an emergency item, governor. The goal being, hey, let's get this going as fast as possible. Now, what this will often do, let's say he does designate it an emergency item, which we hope he does. I was on that letter along with a bunch of conservative leaders across Texas. But what if he designates it in mid-February? And what if committees aren't organized until late February? And what if they don't have a time to set a hearing on that bill until early March? And then they don't vote it out until mid-March. And it's then set on the calendar. It is set on the calendar at a point in time that any bill could be considered. This is not a time reserved for emergency items. Now we're into the window that all bills could be considered and debated. So what advantage did this bill have? And the answer is, if you play your cards right in the Texas House, none. Because you don't want to take those up earlier and just get them done, because then you got mid-March to mid-May to deal with all these other issues, right? So sometimes people start working together in this way. Maybe the Texas House says things like, hey, Governor, 
if if you could hold off on designating these issues, that puts less pressure on us to appoint committees, right? So let's all kind of slow this down just a little bit. Now, here's the crazy thing. You get told all the time, man, this is a crazy session and it's such a short period of time. And it is. We literally have 90 days to get everything done. we need done for the last two years. And the legislature, the Texas House particularly, and the governor don't seem to be in a tremendous hurry to move things along. Now, the good news is grassroots conservatives are organizing across the state. And you see medical freedom groups. You see education reform groups. You see these people that are trying to protect children from sexualization. You see the Republican Party of Texas all more active than they've ever been. Because they understand the time that it is and the short time we have and how much we have to get done. And the pressure is being put on the legislature to do the right thing. And that pressure is at least at minimum eliciting a response. Late last week, we got the news that Dade Phelan is up in his district with a radio ad responding to the Republican Party of Texas's radio ad, pressuring him to not empower Democrats. Now, here's the here's the crazy world we live in. The Republican Party of Texas has to buy radio time in the speaker's district to say, hey, we don't want Democrats to have power over a lot of this policy. But they have courageously done that. We I really can't find a time in recent history that this has been done. So kudos to Chairman Rinaldi for taking action. And Dade Phelan has come in with his own radio time matching the Republican Party dollar for dollar through this week. I think it ended yesterday, his radio ad. But we will uh, play that radio ad for you here now so you can kind of see what his response is. We elected Dade Phelan as our state representative. Then, Republicans chose Dade to serve as Speaker of the Texas House, the first Speaker from Southeast Texas in generations. And Dade made us proud, achieving national headlines. Banning abortions in the state of Texas. Constitutional carry. Punish cities that cut funding for police. Border security. Ban critical race theory. This was the most conservative session in a generation. Okay, so... Keep in mind that everyone in Dade Phelan's district is being told, hey, he he gave almost half of the committee chairmanships to liberal Democrats, and we want him to stop doing that. Please ask him to stop doing that. And his response is, hey, I've done some conservative stuff, and I might do some conservative stuff this session. I mean, the, the list is not that powerful, but I am very grateful that he lists stop the sexualization of Texas children. And this is um, a huge move. You have to understand that this is the speaker of the Texas House that said, I'm done with the, the gay battles. I'm not battling on the gay issue anymore. The Republican Party needs to move on from this issue. And then last session, he and Stephanie Click and Dustin Burroughs worked very closely to kill the ban on gender modification of children, and they killed it. This is why conservatives don't stop fighting, because we can move the Overton window on these issues significantly. Issues that two years ago were kind of, let's say, despised in the Texas House of Representatives, opposed, people would tell, hey, stop pushing these issues, guys. Stop it. Today, the Speaker of the Texas House is having to respond 
by issuing radio ads where he's committing to stopping the sexualization of kids. Well, that would include banning gender modification. That would include banning the drag shows that we have running across Texas. It would include getting rid of all of this pornography from community libraries and school libraries. This is why conservatives should always be on offense. Because you will get out of your politicians more than otherwise. Milton Friedman, what did he say? You've heard me say it before. You will not elect enough good people that are willing to do the right thing. You have to create an environment where the wrong people want to do the right thing. They're politicians. This is what conservatives are clearly doing. The fact that they know they're going to have to take some action might be one reason for this delay. Delay in the state of the state, delay in the designated emergency items, delay in the appointment of committees. So this is what's going on. You have all sorts of issues you care about. Guns, property taxes, immigration, education, sexualization of children, property tax relief, the budget, medical freedom. If you're wondering, why, why are things not moving super fast? Well, maybe there's some intention behind that. These people are smart. Don't let them act like they're naive. They know how this process works. They know how the calendar works. They know how the clock works. The clock as a conservative is your enemy. And the clock, if you're a politician, is your friend. Because it gives you the excuse that you just ran out of time. You'll hear this all the time. Man, I would have loved to pass that bill, but we just ran out of time. So today we get to start recognizing that maybe running out of time is not an excuse, but it's not a flaw. It's actually a design in the plan. Hopefully we will see everything kick into gear here in the next week so that we can get to work so that lawmakers can get to work. Thank you so much for following along. Thank you for following what's happening in Texas. Share this with your friends. We did, we were really uh, grateful to come to you two, week, two times last week. And if you haven't listened to the conversation with Chris Salcedo, please go back and listen to that. We will be bringing you a couple other conversations midweek with different people that are in the legislature, different policy experts, Thank you for continuing to share this with your conservative friends all across Texas. May God bless you, and may God bless our great state. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.